0: This is the show that pits facts against, finally, some light at the end of the tunnel.
1: A sign of hope in a year that's been filled with doubt and desperation. There's
0: been some very exciting news about a vaccine on the horizon.
1: Pfizer announced that their coronavirus vaccine is more than 90% effective. Now it's showing
0: it's 95% effective. We're hearing that clinical trials have been super successful and it's all go, 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 go. People in the UK can start getting the Pfizer vaccine early next week. The first Americans could be vaccinated against COVID-19 as soon as December 11th. But before we pop the champagne. Happy vaccine day. There's been some questions about these vaccines, like AstraZeneca's. These are thousands of people who got the wrong dosage. That in itself is a huge problem. So what do we know about how well these vaccines really work? And can we trust that they're safe, despite being churned out at warp speed?
1: Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. Okay, it's recording. (laughs)
0: This is Katie Stevenson, a doctor who does vaccine development at Harvard. And we called her up to get a gut check on these coronavirus vaccines that we're hearing about. And she told us, to start with, let's find out exactly how they got these impressive-sounding numbers. So let's take Pfizer. Can you walk us through, like, how they got that number 95%?
1: So the way it works is that you... And, I mean, in their case, it was about 40,000 people.
0: 43,661 people, to be precise. Everyone gets two jabs a few weeks apart, but not everyone gets the real vaccine. Half of them got a placebo. And
1: no one, not the scientists nor the people in the trial,
0: knows who got what.
1: So everybody has sort of a 50-50 chance of getting one or the other. And then you follow them over time. What you're waiting for is for people to get
0: COVID. For Pfizer's trial, they knew they were good to go once 170 people got sick. Now, 170, that feels like this weirdly small number. But the math boffins worked out that this was enough cases of COVID to see if there was a significant difference between the group that got the vaccine and one that got the placebo.
1: We rely on our statistical friends to tell us. You can say, you know, I think that's not chance. This is not random that it broke out this way. So once
0: 170 people were sick, Pfizer was like, booyah! Well, I'm sure there was some mixed emotions around it. But anyway, what it meant was that they could now open the envelopes of the sick people in the trial to see, did they get a placebo? or the real vaccine. And what they saw is that 95% of the cases where people got sick were people who got the placebo. And that's how they got the number 95% effective. Moderna's trial worked the same way. Now, we don't have the full data from these trials yet. All of what we know is based on a few press releases, not scientific papers. But Katie told us that, generally speaking, she's not too worried about this because in this case, the data has been vetted by a pack of independent nerds.
1: Leaders in the field, they're usually like our top prestigious professors, and they have no financial conflict of interest. So this data that's coming is not your normal press release data. That I find um, very reassuring and very believable. So,
0: we can trust these numbers coming out of Pfizer and Moderna. They might change a little once the vaccines are put out into the wild, but they're working so well for the moment that even if that 95% dropped a little, they'd still be really effective vaccines. And Katie says that this kind of success, it was not inevitable. Usually, vaccines take more than a decade to get to this point. And for some viruses, it's just really, really hard to make a vaccine for them at all. Like with HIV. For more than thirty years, researchers like Katie have been plugging away at this with very little luck. And so this time, Katie was expecting something
1: similar. Science usually is failure. <laughs> so whenever there's a vaccine study, you know we always prepare ourselves emotionally. Um and that's what we were all doing here too. But this data was was just great. I've really enjoyed just. Seeing all of these, like, stodgy science types just lose it when they saw this data come through. It just, like, giddy, 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 like, laughing, just like, woo hoo you know? And even Anthony
0: Fauci, who's had a lot of reasons to be grouchy Fauci lately, was excited here, saying these results are extraordinary and beyond expectations. But things haven't run smoothly for all the vaccine trials. AstraZeneca bungled some stuff early on. They messed up the dosing in one part of their trial. And weirdly, those folks were better protected than the ones who got the right dose. Katie says it's hard to know what's going on there. So for now, let's just look at the people who got the dose that was planned for. Here, AstraZeneca said the vaccine was at least 60% effective which would still put it on par with the flu shot. So while it's annoying that this all happened, it still looks like this vaccine isn't bung. Okay, so it's looking like, generally speaking, these vaccines are working. But what do we know about how safe they are? They were just made so quickly. Well, when you look at the side effects these companies are reporting, Severe fatigue and muscle pain are the big ones. In Moderna's vaccine, almost one in ten people got hit with this after getting their second shot. One in ten. That's quite a lot. Pfizer's vaccine had the same kinds of side effects, but they were way less common. According to both press releases, the symptoms were short-lived. When we asked the companies exactly what that meant and how long people felt crummy for, they didn't tell us. Pfizer said they're going to release this soon. Still, no one had to go to hospital because of their symptoms.
1: Usually we would call that pretty safe and well-tolerated because, you know, most people wouldn't mind having an evening in front of the TV, you know, laying low if they would be protected from COVID-19.
0: If you could get the vaccine right now, would you do it?
1: I would do it. Yes, I would. I would definitely take it.
0: So all of this brings up a rather big question. When these vaccines are available, what then? We kind of have this vision that, ta-da, we're going to get our lives back to normal. But Katie told us, not so fast. For that to happen, we're going to need to get enough people immune to the coronavirus so that
1: it can't keep spreading. To end the pandemic, we need to end the transmission of the virus. And... To do that, we need to develop some kind of population-wide immunity. I mean, some people call it herd immunity, but that sounds ridiculous to me.
0: I like it. It keeps me humble. You know, I I am just one of the herd. You're
1: just a cow in the field. Right? That's that's me (laughs) right now.
0: (laughs) From what we know, it's looking like we'll need maybe 70% of people around the world to be fully vaccinated. And that might be hard to do. First, it'll take a while to pump out enough of these vaccines. You've got to ship them, keep them cold, and then you'll run into another problem. Remember, we need to get two shots. Lots of people are pretty wary of just getting one shot of this coronavirus vaccine. And studies of other vaccines have found that when there's two shots, people sometimes just fall off the map after round one.
1: Well, in the real world, people don't come back for their second shot. So that happens all the time.
0: I can can almost see you looking at, like, 13-year-old Wendy and me not getting my HPV second and third shots.
1: I mean, everybody, right? A large
0: UK study found that with the hepatitis A vaccine, only around 10% of people went back for their second shot. 10%. And even if all this goes great we may still not have seen the last of this bloody coronavirus. And that's because we don't yet know how long these vaccines are going to protect us for. The trials have only been going on for a few months. Bottom line, maybe you were thinking that as soon as the vaccine shows up, we'd be done here. It'd be like The Rise of Skywalker, the last Star Wars movie. You saw it. Adam Driver was there for some reason. And you thought, story's over. But then we turn around, and there's that bloody baby Yoda. This story just keeps on going. So, even with a vaccine, this pandemic is likely to end in fits and starts. And then, perhaps you'll find out, you've kissed your brother. This was a bite-sized mini-episode of Science Versus. If you want the full main meal, dessert and everything, you've just got to search for Science Versus in Spotify. That's Science VS. And click on the link to get to our main feed. In this latest coronavirus episode, we also take a look at something that's been this big mystery. Why some people who seem to be super healthy are getting really sick from the coronavirus. And what is the chance that that could be you? To find out, you've got to head over to Science Versus. I'm Wendy Zuckerman. I'll fact you next time.